It's not very often we get a visitor from the offices of the North American Division and General Conference. But crammed in a corner on the second floor is an office that's labeled Hope for Humanity. And while it doesn't look like much there in Maryland, it is a great ministry. And our congregation, I'm happy to say, has been connected to this for some time. How many of you are old enough to remember in-gathering? Oh, heaven help you. Those were some good days. Those were some fun days, and uh, certainly a good work was done. But as things have shifted and more and more churches have moved away from that, interestingly enough, the need hasn't gone away. So the church has been creative and inventive, and hope for humanity has kind of taken on what was in gathering at one point. And the ministries they do are varied, and you're going to hear a lot about that today and more as the fall season progresses. But I wanted to take a moment and introduce my friend Maitland DePinto, who is the head of Hope for Humanity and wants to share with you a little bit about that today. Welcome, Mate. Good to see you. Thank you, Greg. It's good to be here. And for those of you who uh, loved in-gathering, the in-gathering cans are back. Uh, ask your pastor, and you can uh, you can order those. If you don't want to go out with them, uh, you men can put them on your dresser, and when you get home in the evening and you're emptying out your pockets, just throw the coins in that can, and when it's full, bring it in. And uh, Anyway, we have the old in-gathering can back by popular demand. <laughs> I just, first of all, like to thank you so much for your partnership in what you have done to help make possible our literacy programs in Inter-America. Each year, approximately 5,000 previously illiterate adults learn to read as a result of this program that your church and other churches in the area are helping to support. Literacy is the largest part of Hope for Humanity's portfolio. We do support other types of projects, but by far, literacy is the largest part of our portfolio. And why is that? Why do we put so much emphasis on our literacy program? Well, basically, there's two reasons that I'd like to share with you today. The first is that when uh, someone learns to read, it's life-transforming especially for women and especially for mothers. Uh, When men learn to read, it helps them, and sometimes it helps other people as well. But when mothers learn to read, the whole family benefits. And so by design, our program is targeted at women and especially uh, mothers. Uh, We don't discriminate. Men are welcome, but most of our students are women, Uh, Those are the ones that were oftentimes passed over when they were children. Uh, The father and mother would say, you know, we're going to send your brother to school, but we can't afford another uniform, and besides, we need you to stay home and to help your mother with with the uh, little business that we're we're running. And uh, then time goes by, and the girls get married, and uh, they become adults, and they've never learned to read. And so when they have the opportunity to, to read, it transforms their own lives, but it transforms the lives of their family as well. Studies have shown that when you teach a mother to, lead, to read, 
It, uh, uh, the, all the health indicators are improved in the family. Education goes up. The education level goes up in the family. All the economic in- indicators are improved in the family. And uh, why is this? Well, in part, it's due because they can read. They can get in information that they need. They can read the uh, prescription bottle. They can uh, not be cheated at the market uh, because now they've, they've learned not only to read but to, to, but to count and, 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 and numeracy, which is a big issue, a big, a big problem. Uh, but uh, even more importantly than their ability to read and to gain information from reading is what it does to their psyche, what it does to the way they think about themselves. It changes their self-image. It changes their self-worth. Gone are the fatalistic view of life that... uh, you know, I'm a second-class citizen, and this is my lot in life, and I just have to accept things the way they are. When they learn to read, they see themselves in a completely different category. They see themselves as moving up from second-class citizens to first-class citizens. And they begin to behave that way, and they begin to act that way, and they begin to do things that they never would have tried before because they lacked the confidence to get involved. They'll stand up for themselves. Women will stand up to abusive relationships. They will try things that they have not tried before, business ventures. They will go to the government and apply for uh, various things that might be available to them that they would not have tried before because they couldn't read the application uh, and they didn't have the confidence. And, And they really didn't think that they really deserved that because of how they viewed them themselves. And so that's why Hope for Humanity supports literacy projects, because it changes people's lives. But there's another reason, and to introduce this reason, I'd like to show you a short video entitled Be the Mission. Let's take a look at it right now. When Hope for Humanity uses the term, be the mission, there is something significant about that. When a church gets involved in its community, it comes to life. If we don't get involved, we fall short of the gospel, unless we really get involved and be the mission. That's what it's really all about. Be the mission means, what can I do? What has God gifted me with? What has God gifted my congregation with? Be the Mission is really about us. It is transforming us. When they see people that actually are walking the walk and not just talking the talk, that they're actually there to help and to minister, I think it changes the perception and opens hearts to be able to hear the rest of the things that you're saying. There's different ways that we can be the mission. We're all different with different abilities, different means. We could all be part of the same mission. I think it's where we most represent Christ. We're just here to help you as a brother and a sister in Christ. And you may or may not become a member of the church, but you're my brother and my sister regardless of that. 
Isn't that what Jesus was like? He took interest in people and their lives, their family, and, and they said, what's your need? I can help you. We are interconnected. We are called to rally forces together for a common cause. And uh, if we do not do that, then we will lose sight of our mission. I think any time that we're put in a situation where we dramatically see human need, we begin to realize that that human need is a part of the whole picture of what it is to be a Christian on earth. God has asked us not just to wait for a better world that inevitably will come, but to create a better world. Christ was all about the church being the light in all the community. And when people are living in burdens, poverty, illiteracy, where's the church? And so we're bringing our church into those people's lives. We've taken the word evangelism and we've defined it very narrowly. Evangelism in its real sense is changing people. It is affecting people's lives in a way that Christ affects our lives and that Christ came to this earth to do. And so when we change people's lives, we are doing evangelism. Christ, when he comes to the people, he says, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Why? Because his whole purpose was to give hope. And now we, being those who are ambassadors for him, have the opportunity to go out and to give other people the same gift to say, fear not in helping their real-life needs, it provides a foundation for impacting them spiritually and for eternity. The compassionate ministry of Jesus is who we are, because it's who Jesus was. Jesus came into the world to reach men and women, to give them hope and wholeness, to bring something wonderful to them. The overall ministry of the church needs to be the compassionate ministry of Jesus. Uh, by the way, we invited Greg to be part of this uh, uh, DVD, but unfortunately when we were in town uh, filming and interviewing people, he was out of town and missed that opportunity. But uh, we do appreciate that he is uh, sharing this message in, uh, in this conference and in this, uh, this congregation. You know, when we started Hope for Humanity, we said there's two things that we want to do. We want to make a real difference in people's lives. We didn't want the activities of Hope for Humanity to be uh, uh, the light uh, development light. We just didn't want it to be an image thing for the church. We really wanted to make a difference, number one. And secondly, we wanted to engage the typical members of our church in making that difference. And when we thought about that in the places that we would be working, we th said, you know, our typical members uh, in places like Nicaragua and El Salvador and Guatemala, uh, the typical members may not even have an elementary school education. So what could they do that would really make a difference in people's lives? And as we began to think about literacy, we said, you know, literacy is something that really transforms people's lives. But the question was, can our members, without skills, without a lot of education, be able to do this? And we came to the conclusion that with some training and with, with a lot of support, that these members could do that. Did it 
happen? Did it result? I'd like to just share two brief stories. One is uh, Hector and his wife. They live in Nicaragua. They have a small farm. They're not subsistence farmers, but they're not wealthy farmers. Uh, They were getting along fine, and they wanted to do something that would be a blessing. And when they heard about the literacy program, they said, we want to do this, especially Hector's wife. She wanted to do this. And they were going to do it in the local church, but the church was about 40 minutes from where they lived. And the literacy program uh, involves teaching two hours a day, four days a week, for eight months at a time. And if they were to travel from their home the 40 minutes and to teach the two hours and then 40 minutes back, uh, four days a week, it was just too much. And so it was decided that they weren't going to be able to do this. And, and Hector's wife was, was very disappointed until he got the idea that they had this small building that was just next to their house that was being used for storage. And he decided he would clear that out and painted up, he got a couple of tables, and then they went to their neighbors in their own community and said, after they were trained, we've been trained to, to lead out in literacy classes. Is there anyone in your home that uh, would like to learn to read? And they got together a, a, a class, and they began teaching. We visited them with a group that I brought from the United States two years after they had started. And uh, they were just coming to the end of their second uh, class. And one in our group said to the man, now, how long have you been doing this? And he says, well, two years. And, and you do it how often? He says, well, two hours every day, four days a week, eight months at a time. And then we have a short break, and then, then we do it again. And he says, wow, that must be exhausting. And the man looked surprised, and he threw back his shoulder, and he says, No. Absolutely not. He says, this invigorates us. In fact, this is our ministry for Jesus. That was his response. Lalinda from El Salvador, I visited her class. She had been teaching for four years. And this class was in the local church. And I was talking to her and and I asked her, Lalinda, what did you do in the church before you got involved in the literacy program? And she says, well, I, I attended church faithfully. I'm a faithful member, but I really wasn't involved. I didn't have any ministry, anything that, that I did, until the literacy program came along, and I received the training. And she says, now, this is my mission for Jesus. And you hear that over and over again by these uh, church members who now have a mission uh, for Jesus. And so that's the second reason why we are involved in the literacy program, because it transforms the lives of the people who are learning to read, but it also transforms the lives of those who have become teachers, who have been given an ability and an opportunity to be involved in something that really makes a difference in people's lives something that transforms their lives. And so today I just wanted to bring you this little report and to thank you for your involvement in being the mission and helping to make this ministry and this mission possible in Inter-America. Thank you very much and God bless you.